Today on CityCast Salt Lake, the state of Utah has received doses of the monkeypox vaccine, and Salt Lake County is strategically offering vaccines to folks within our community starting this Thursday. Dr. Angela Dunn, the director of the Salt Lake County Health Department, is here to explain what we need to know about this not-so-new virus and how Utahns should be responding. It's Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Dr. Dunn, welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so my first question for you, pretty simple. What is monkeypox? Yeah, so monkeypox is a virus in the orthopox virus family, and you know, it was originally discovered in West and Central Africa, and it was actually from, it was it was identified in research monkeys. And so that's why it's called monkeypox is because it was first okay. identified in research monkeys. And then it has led to outbreaks in West and Central Africa where it is endemic. Um, and it usually transmits from animals to people um, and then can go person to person. This outbreak is the first time we've had spread outside of West and Central Africa. Is it related to smallpox? You know, it is because smallpox is in that same orthopox family. So smallpox and monkeypox are in the same family, which we'll get to a little bit later, but that's why the vaccine and the treatment work for both. Okay, got it, got it. So what are the symptoms? So the monkeypox symptoms start out with kind of the general viral symptoms that we can have from any virus, right? You might feel really sluggish, have a fever, Something that in this outbreak people are reporting are your lymph node swelling. So kind of those um, areas in your body that drain the immune fluid um, and help you get better. Those kind of areas can get swollen and tender. And then you eventually get the pathognomonic monkeypox rash, which are little pox marks um, that can spread from you know your body to your face to your hands. And they kind of develop over time from just a red rash to a little pustule filled bubble and then to a scabbed over pox. So how would you know if you have it? Like, are we testing for it? Like, what is the protocol if someone thinks they've got it? Yeah. So right now, the outbreak in the U.S. and in Utah is really um, specific among the population that is having, or men are having sex with men. So people who are having a lot of sexual partners, particularly in the MSM community, are the ones at highest risk right now. And these individuals, we're getting the word out, educating them on the signs of symptoms of monkeypox, same with providers. So healthcare providers, sexual health providers. Um, and so anybody who has symptoms consistent with monkeypox, specifically if they start getting a rash, should go to their provider um, and, and seek seek advice on whether or not it's monkeypox. How many cases have we seen in Salt Lake County today and in Utah more broadly? Yeah, so this might be shocking given the COVID numbers we've seen, but we only have five cases here in Salt huh. Lake County um, and six total in the state of Utah. I will wow. say that there's nearly a thousand nationally. And for a disease like monkeypox, that's a lot because again, We've never seen it spread outside of West or Central Africa. So that's why this is causing a sense of urgency among the public health community, but it's not widespread among the general public at all. Um, so again, it's really in, right now, it's really contained to our specific community. Um, 
the men who have sex with men who tend to have a lot, you know, the, the MSM who have a lot of sexual partners are those who are at highest risk right now. Mm-hmm. And the clinic this week in Salt Lake County, the vaccines are being made available to men who have sex with other men exclusively or can anyone show up and get a vaccine? Not yet. So we only got 300-ish doses in Salt Lake County of the vaccine. And so we want to use those doses to target those at highest risk for spread. And so we have great contacts within our um, local community and our partners. So we've been able to invite those who have the highest risk behaviors to, to come to the county and get vaccinated. And we've got a great RSV response. And so it really is um, an invite only vaccine event. Um, hopefully we will get more vaccine towards the end of summer and be able to open it up to a broader population. But right now with such limited doses, we really want to make sure that individuals with the highest risk behaviors, right, specifically men who have sex with men with multiple partners. And I'm I'm talking like in the past two weeks have had more than 10 unique partners. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that need to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I saw the Biden administration announced that they anticipate about 1.2 million monkeypox vaccines distributed within the U.S. by the fall. And I'm, it's interesting because like with COVID, it felt like every step of the way we were part of the process. Like it was like, we're funding the vaccine, Dolly Parton, it's <laughs> happening in real time. Like every so minute, every morsel of information we consumed. And when I opened up my newspaper and it was like, oh, there's monkeypox vaccines on their way to Utah. I was like, wow, that was fast. Yeah. Why so Very fast? Very different process because we already have the vaccine, right? So this is kind of more of a bread and butter, but bread and butter public health response in the sense that vaccine and treatment are already developed for smallpox and monkeypox. All we had to do was produce more and get it out to the populations that need it most. With COVID, you know, we had to, it was a brand new virus. Yeah. We had to figure out what the virus was and then figure out the vaccine for it. So this is an entirely different type of response than COVID. Um, which is why it's it seems like it's happening quickly because it is. And that's kind of bread and butter public health, what we've been doing for decades. Yeah, it is a good thing, it feels. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So are there treatments for monkeypox? Like, are there treatments that are being explored? There's known treatments. Um, most, again, because we haven't had huge outbreaks of monkeypox or, or smallpox, um, a lot of the vaccines and the treatments don't have tons of data behind them, but they are already developed um, and they're really good at treating people who have severe disease and lessening um, the symptoms and, and the length of time that they feel those really severe symptoms. So it's really for people who have extreme pain and lesions in places that are really sensitive, right? Um, and they, they're eligible for, for the treatment or individuals who are immunocompromised who might have more severe disease, they can get the treatment too. But everyone here in Utah so far, um, all, all six cases in Utah have recovered um, easily on their own um, at home with, with no additional treatment. And so thankfully in this outbreak so far, it's been rare that someone needs treatment. It's interesting to me, like the the response to news of monkeypox, because of course it's still a public health crisis. But I'm curious from where you're sitting, like we are in still in the COVID-19 pandemic. We're in a surge right now. Is monkeypox as big of a public health crisis as the COVID-19 surge that we're in right now? You know, that's interesting. So so right now, monkeypox is not a threat to the general public. It is now only within a very specific population. That doesn't mean that it won't go to the general public, but we are in a unique place right now in public health 
to contain monkeypox in Utah and prevent it from being a threat to the general public. And that's why we're vaccinating individuals at highest risk for spread from monkeypox. So it's different in the sense that it's such a small population right now that is at high risk for monkeypox compared to COVID. Um, you know, it really is impacting the broader population. I will also say that luckily monkeypox in this outbreak um, has not led to severe disease. And so it 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 isn't um, impacting people's health in the same way that COVID has impacted people's health. So they're entirely different responses. Um, right now, COVID is continuously impacting um, way more people than monkeypox. Um, so very different responses. And, it, and I think the other piece is that they're just spread really differently. So this far in the monkeypox outbreak, uh, it's shown that you really have to have that skin to skin contact with someone who has monkeypox lesions in order to be at risk for getting it. Whereas we know COVID, it's spread before someone even has symptoms and so, and through the air. And so it's it's just very different responses and impacting different populations. The last time we spoke, you were most concerned about a COVID-19 surge in the fall. I'm curious if that's still your position or if you're worried about the numbers we're seeing now. No, I'm still very concerned about the fall. So um, in Salt Lake County, for the past two months, we've averaged about 3,000 cases a week of COVID, and that's been really stable. And it's same with the hospitalizations. In Salt Lake County, our hospitalizations have remained really stable over the past several months due to COVID. Um, And so while the nation and other parts of our state are experiencing an increase in cases, ours have been stable for about six weeks. So I'm really... I'm still concerned about the fall. I just, I, that whole piece of people getting together in school and going back to their normal routine and being more in person and waning immunity from the vaccine or prior infection um, does make me a little bit nervous. But I will say the good news is the new variants that we're identifying with COVID um, aren't any more severe. So we're not, we're not, they're not leading to Um, higher rates of hospitalizations than what we've had before. And again, that's really our goal right now um, is to make sure that our hospitals remain open and capable of caring for everybody, COVID or not, um, and that individuals have the opportunity to protect themselves against COVID, whether it's masking, vaccine, distancing, or a combination of all three. In short, what would be your guidance for Utahns right now around COVID-19? So I think it's really important for Utahns to understand what options are available to them and their family to protect themselves against COVID. We have transitioned to that individual protection mentality where everybody has a vaccine available to them that are very effective. Everyone has access to um, a high quality mask if they want that extra protection. And then if you want to go a step further, of course, distancing and avoiding crowded indoor public areas can protect you. I think we're lucky in the And the fact that we know that those three things work. So assessing your own individual, um, I guess, risk and and desire um, to to do those things is important moving forward. Hmm. Okay. so if I'm going to the Twilight concert series, I'm vaccinated. I've got my booster. I'm going to be in a crowd. It's really up to me how comfortable I feel or how how compromised I might be. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, do you, are you um, risk adverse and you want to make sure that you're wearing, you know, your KN95 to give you that extra layer of protection? Or are you saying, you know what, I'm boosted, I'm otherwise pretty healthy, and it's in an outdoor setting, 
I feel comfortable with this being low risk. And if I do get COVID, it's likely going to be mild illness and going from there. Um, you know, something else to consider in that situation is who lives with you and who do you take care of? Individuals who live with or take care of immunocompromised um, loved ones or friends might want to take extra precaution, right? Uh, preventing getting themselves sick with COVID because it's definitely still out there. I mean, we all know people who are in your situation and still getting infected. Um, so it's important to assess both your own risk and those who are around you on a regular basis. Yeah. Dr. Dunn, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Always happy to contribute. Thanks so much. A little news before we go. I want to share an update on two other public health crises. First, Utah's pending abortion ban. A judge has granted a preliminary injunction on Utah's abortion ban trigger law, while Planned Parenthood and the ACLU fight the ban's merit in courts. What does that mean? Well, for right now, elective abortions in Utah remain legal and safe up to 18 weeks after fertilization. Second, let's talk about wildfire smoke. We've been breathing a lot of it in the valley these days. Over the weekend, 13,000 acres burned in Utah, most recently in Parley's Canyon near Little Dell Reservoir. Officials say most of the fire is contained, it's burning slow, and it's not threatening any communities, which is a relief, especially for Canyon residents, whose homes were threatened by a raging Parley's Canyon fire in August of last year, which was started by a catalytic converter on dry grass. Most of the recent Utah fires have been human-caused, and state officials are not wasting time investigating and pressing civil, if not criminal, charges. For example, a group of four campers have been arrested after leaving an unattended campsite fire and igniting the Halfway Hill wildfire, which burned more than 10,000 acres near Fillmore and forced the evacuation of nearby homes. Honestly, If you believe that basically the point of camping is to have a fire, I couldn't agree more. But we have to figure out how to do it differently, or we're going to literally burn down our communities. You might not know this about me, but in 2014, my house actually did burn down. And I'm here to tell you, it is awful. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around this city. Bye.